What's up, everybody? It's in time for another episode of your not favorite podcast. This is uh, where four idiots and four microphones get together and uh, waste an hour of your time. It is. So get your popcorn, get your peanuts, and uh, I don't know, hang out for whatever reason. I love it. Um, co-host Dave, as always, here with uh, co-host Tom. What up, what up? Co-host Elijah. Hola. And we have co-host Sean. Hey, how are you? Not Sean Connery. Uniform, huh? I gotta put it on. Yeah. Put your headphones on. Act professional, sir. I'm not even ready. So last week, speaking of professional, last week we had some closing music. That was awesome. Fire. That's what the kids say. Is that what they say? They say it's fire? <laughs> so if you didn't, go back and listen to till the end of last week's episode and listen to the end of tonight's episode too because we have closing music now which is really pretty. fire it is pretty fire it's if fiery. i've ever heard it's, of fire it's liddy 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 it's liddiest so liddy fire and seriously this is episode 104 uh it's called spirit led we got some cool what content to bring you later uh but we have uh plenty of goofy stuff to bring you as well uh, one of the cool things that I don't know if you guys know about, like the Google AI, one of the creators of it is now saying it's real and it has like actual life to it. So pretty soon, I don't even think we get, we need to show up. Like we just have a Tom AI or an Elijah AI. How cool would that be? It wouldn't be yeah. cool. It wouldn't? No. Yeah. No? Oh. What do you mean by hey, that? It, artificial intelligence. No, I know what that means, yeah. but what did Google say? What did you say? Yeah, one, of the, one of the engineers at Google was in the news this week because he said that that, that yeah, it's actually no taken on a life and can think and have emotions oh, and so, things like so, that. So like, oh. so, like, basically Skynet. Yeah, Skynet. Or what's the one that Sandra Bullock did? The, the, net. the net. Yeah, the net. just like that. Skynet is Terminator. Oh, Terminator. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I think... I think it'd be the first intelligence if we if we got AI, it'd be the first intelligent thing to ever come out of this podcast. Yeah, that'll be cool. It'd be artificial intelligence, but hey, intelligence it, is intelligence. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. You don't think so? No. It'd just be Elijah and three AI bots. Why? Because it's artificial. Yeah. I don't know. I'd show up. Artificially, he's pretty smart though. Okay, keep going. Artificial Tom's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually the AI. Tom is not here today. He is not. He is helping somebody do something somewhere for yeah. something they need done. ASAP. Yes, yes, that's right. No, he's that's just right. looking for the peanut M and M's. Yeah. No, I like the plain, plain M and M's. I thought you liked the peanut. No, M&Ms. you see this every time. He it's the plain M and M's. What's wrong with you? Why do you like the plain M and M's? Because he's special. Anyway, what? Hi, Anna. Uh, in case you. M- Wow, we got well, an echo. There it is. I called for it. It's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The, the artificial intelligence <laughs> has landed. Everything we just said. In the, uh, <laughs> that worked out so, well. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it. We, in, got, we got dumb eye. What? Dumb, dumb what? intelligence. Because <laughs> it didn't work right. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> my man. In case you missed church on Sunday. What's up, Dean? Or if you didn't watch it on the live stream. Sean was singing. Sean Conroy, our very own, a.k.a. Pastor Sean Conroy, was singing. And the cool thing about this, it's not that he was Uh, only singing on Sunday. He is actually going to give us a live clip of the song here on air. Go. That that was never discussed. Oh, it wasn't? No. Well, I can tell you, I was there 
man has the voice of an angel. Well, sounded like Fergie and Jesus. Wait, 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 like wait, a, wait. Like a falling dying angel. <laughs> wait, he he did. Okay, so so he <clears throat> sounded a lot better than I thought he was going to. Wow. Backhand, that's really that's mean. what I learned in the sermon. This, this, yeah. yeah, I learned in the sermon that we should be giving backhand compliments. Backhanded compliments. That's, that's um, the way to do it. Dave has a voice of an angel. Sean has a, a voice of a human that can sing. I don't understand. Are you telling? What happened? Why is You're being the really mean. so dark? Because it's dark because we're, we're going to bring the light Amen, of bro. Jesus. Amen, Are you doing research? No, I was making sure my speaker was off. Oh, okay. I was about to Amen, click on the video. Brother. You thought it was you doing the echoey echo? No, I just wanted to make sure I didn't do it. The okay. When echo. I click on it in a second. Echoey echo. My phone, my, my computer's on mute. Was that was that a production? A production? That's all, folks. No? So nobody knows who the echo of the echo came from? <laughs> Listen, the, the, the first rule of having a technical problem is you don't talk about the technical problem. Well, it, we didn't talk about it. it. It just talked by itself. Right, but this it is episode did. 104. We're supposed to just ignore that and pretend like it's oh, on the listener's end, and we don't even know why it did it on so, their end. So we're supposed to be professionals right now. Yes. Oh. No. Oh. I heard the echo we echo. I heard the echo we echo. You know echo. what a professional does? He plucks his nose hair. Oh, there it is. And eyebrows. Oh. There it is. There it is. What a transition. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many what questions What a beautiful transition. That. In the pre-show, Tom happened to tell us all. So, so, so we were yeah. talking about nose hair, nose hair clippers, male grooming, and uh, you know, and uh, I asked if it worked. They said it does, and I say I just pluck my nose hairs, hey, and apparently that's uh, that's not a good thing. Okay, I have so many questions. Hey, Shane, How often do you pluck your nose hair? Just when they're below the level. Okay, so when you they're see your down. feel, yeah. If I if I have the little mirror. While I'm doing my eyebrows. <laughs> have you, a uh, second question, have you ever videotaped this? Because I feel like we all saw you do the Sprite Challenge, which was crazy because you almost had a heart attack and you sounded like a little tiny child. I was in a lot of pain during that Sprite You were in challenge. so much pain drinking a Sprite that I just can't imagine what it would look like. You call if that you, drinking a Sprite? With you, the way you were doing it, yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine somebody <laughs> grabbing the note. Tom's nose hairs and pulling them out, and yeah. him not just absolutely losing it. Yeah, you cry. I I uh, I get teary sometimes. Yeah. yeah, why don't you just use scissors? Uh, I, I this is the segment where four old guys talk about being four old guys. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just use scissors? He has no answer. And we never thought about it. Yeah. I I I've thought about it and. Uh, I feel like if it's gone, then I don't have to worry about doing it again. Right, but I've also heard... I heard that nose hairs are good, though. I used to pluck out my crazy eyebrows, you know, when you get, like, one that just, like, decides to try to leave your face. I got a lot of those. To fly away? Yeah. So I used to pluck them, and then, like, uh, the our... our uh, the this is going to be a false statement. Go ahead. No, the person who cut our hair said if you pluck them out, it makes them grow back more. That's not true. It's if you shave them, they make them grow back more. They, that's what I'm just, hey, listen, I was talking to a hair care professional. I know. Are they eyebrows they professionals or hair care yeah, professionals? I think Donna's pretty much a professional Ooh, in everything. Burn. Donna who? Burn. You know Donna. I'm uh, not using a last name on the air. I, I, I'm going to have to ask the question when I see her. You go, ask yeah, her. Yeah, go ask her. If you shave, put you in your place. it right. comes in thicker. 
I just think if you cut it, it's the best way all around. You don't have to cry. But if you can, if you insist on keep plucking, maybe it, I should nair my ha- my eyebrows. <laughs> I think you should nair your nose hairs. <laughs> there it is. Maybe that works <laughs> on the air. I should try that on the air. I'll the buy air. some for next show. <laughs> next show, make sure you watch Tom Rivera's nairing his nose. And also halfway through, you might need to call like an ambulance. Why? Why? I think if you just straight breathe that in, that's can't no, be good for that's you. No bueno. Oh, well, then we're not doing that. I think you should continue to pluck. Stop. Maybe do it on the air, which would be awesome. Or, second best thing, have Claire videotape it. I'll pluck one hair next week. A do it yourself. DJ Listen, you heard it here, folks. You Get your right friends here. to tune in. This will, will be your, one air. this will be your favorite podcast once again. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so, so bad. Anyway, Make sure you, you put that on the uh, event thing. I will. I'll put that on the event. That's, that's the draw line. Yeah. So, is there a professional kit? For is there like one tweezer for the I eyebrows wish I and one for the nose? I wish I could show you my kit. There's a no. I use the same kit same, same for, the, for yeah, the same one. So I do have two tweezers in there, but I it does yeah. So it's just booger the eyebrows. Just boogers in boogers the eyebrows. In the eyebrows. Yeah, just, yeah, it's all good. You know. I don't. That's I don't, an album. I think that's a some. That's an album we should put out. Boogers, boogers in an eye. <laughs> boogers <laughs> in an eyebrow. <laughs> we used to say we could. We should wax your nose hairs. Oh, actually, I've seen a video on that. Waxing nose Yeah, they have the, th- yeah, oh, they have the video the where they, they just stick it and pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's about the yeah. reaction that I've seen from every yeah. video I've I'm ever seen. I'm down for that if you want to do that on show. Okay. Lisa, would Who you, can Lisa, Lisa, would you come in and wax my nose hairs? Yeah. Who said when, they, when your enemy is making mistakes, don't correct them? I'm not correcting this. Let them do it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think, I'm down. I, th- I think we should wax one. And what was the other? And pluck the other. Yeah, you wax one well, no, nostril. Then the other ones you got to play. Lisa I, says she'll do it. Yep, let's Le- do it. Lisa that said we won't have somebody we medically trained. We are going to have 5,000 views next week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be the world's best podcast I slash think, TikTok. I think you yeah. use one of those charcoal masks, too, while we're at it. We'll just do the whole thing. No, I I've, watched, seen the, I've, <laughs> I've seen those things. We're not doing that. I watched the video this morning of, like, a Dodge Hellcat car uh, and, a motor, <laughs> and a motorcycle, some sort of crotch rocket next to each other on a rolling start doing a drag race the motorcycle guy went up on one wheel so fast that he fell off and tried to start running behind the bike (laughs) while the bike was like down the street in a million pieces that he started going head over head ended up in a ditch and i think this video with the nose hairs would beat that one all day long (laughs) oh absolutely all day long can you try and pluck your nose hairs while running behind a motorcycle Nah. Sunlight helps. You would lose an eye. I, <laughs> I, would not, I, I wouldn't even, yeah. No. I didn't say we should combine them. I'm just saying that would the, the nose hair one would have more views. I'm saying we should combine them. Okay. I think next week, uh, I think we need to, to wax. Do you have a bike, extra bike we can use? Yeah. For what? No, we're not doing it that way. I'm just, Lisa's just going to pull. We, well, you remember the, I can't say the name of the series on, on this podcast, but you remember that series in which... They did mean things to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one I can't say. They once pulled a tooth out with a Lamborghini. You ever see that one? Mm. They, oh, yeah. They put the string around the tooth, and they hooked the tooth that to a Are Lamborghini. The one that starts with a J? Yeah, it starts with a J and ends with an S. Tom's trying to do Oh, I, I got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, could we, could we somehow hook up a contraption where we pluck Tom's nose hairs? Attach it to oh. the door. No, I just put it on my motorcycle. So, so here's, here's, here's a little story for you. It's interesting because uh, Mary, the office manager, we were talking about exactly the car and, and, and uh, pulling teeth out. Okay. And I told her how my dad used to pull my teeth out when I was younger. He actually would take floss, uh-huh. tie it around, mm-hmm. and yank it out. 
Yeah. That's how he used to do it. Hmm. Nobody ever did the tie into a football and just throw the football. No, no. I've heard of that one. I've never, Nerf I've never, gun, I've never I've seen, seen it done. Tie Nerf gun, no. Tie it to, it'd be so and loose. then, and then the other story is, I'll never forget this one. I had a loose tooth, real loose, like, and then one that's just barely loose. My grandmother said, "I'll take it out for you. I won't do it like your dad. I'll take it nice and gentle." She took a napkin, went into my mouth, and took the wrong tooth out. Oh. <laughs> My mom is on. She knows. It happened in an amusement park. I'll never forget. I've, I've heard this story before, Ooh. and I still think it's awesome. it Took too. the wrong tooth out. She went in there. She goes. She was strong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was my mom's mom. With the, right am- with the right amount of pressure in the right direction, it doesn't take much to pull a tooth out. Did she get the root? I had like my wisdom root. tooth taken out, and it was like gone. Who, who, here, has, who here has their wisdom teeth? I just got all four taken out I, like three years ago. I just had them taken out last year. Yeah. Taken yeah, I had mine taken out in 2008. I'm the only one I have wisdom to. I was all worried about it, too. And he was like, if they're not impacted, it's not a big deal. And it was like two seconds. They were out. I remember coming out. Claire had the camera right on me. <laughs> that was Oh, were yours funny. impacted? Like, you, you, did they yeah, have to put, put you under? Yeah, they put me under. No, mine weren't. That way, he just said, let's get rid of them. I think he was bored. My dentist was bored. He's a friend of mine. You was got it? all four taken out without get put, getting put under? Uh, it might have been two. Is there enough room in your mouth to have them? Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, there was. No, I'm talking yeah. for you. Yeah. Right? So they weren't fighting for. Position. There was. He just saw. It. He said he just started moving just a little bit, so he pulled them. Yeah. Yeah. I have mine. So. This has been dental corner. You're still young, though. Am I? I'm older than. Oh, me. that's true. You're older than him. Yeah. Sean would like to recommend the. Uh, the. NBA. Water pick. Oh. Water pick. Yeah. Since we're doing Absolutely. Dental Corner, we might yeah, as well, we might as well. Drink the water yeah, pack. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting one. It sounds, it sounds unbelievable. It, um, it's fantastic. It does an amazing job. It, it, it cleans stuff that you ate back in 1992 right out from in between your That's teeth. the year I graduated high school. Yes, yep. I'm sure. Whatever you had at your graduation party. Yep. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. Yep. That's Found amazing. Franks and beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, seriously, I, I, I do have a serious question for you, if you okay. don't mind. We'll, if you can entertain me for just a second. I just want to ask, does the following story make me a bad guy? Oh, Ooh, I love these. Let's I do love it. this. Yep. This is actually left over from last week. Uh, we had a lot going on, and I didn't bring it up. But uh, I had to go over and help out at my mom's house. Um, she was having some mower difficulty, and I needed to go cut the grass. That's neither here nor there. Uh, apparently, MetEd Power Company was uh, replacing the power lines on her street, and so they had the end of the street blocked off. But, you know, if you live on the street, you're allowed to uh, go down the street. So I got there, and I had I was pulling my trailer, the one that you used, Sean. Mm-hmm. I was pulling my trailer. I had a, my, my mower in there. And I get to the end, and there's this lady who's uh, the cone master at the end of the street. She's the, she's the, she owns the cones. She manages the cones. Uh, to let you in. Cone I, technician. Cone technician. She was, I don't know if, she was definitely, she was definitely mastery of the cones. Anyway, get there. So I, I get to the end. She goes, street's closed. I said, well, I need to go to my mother's house, two doors down. She's like, okay. And she moves one cone. <laughs> Had a full-size pickup truck. <laughs> an extended tongue, 28-foot trailer. Total length. And she moved one cone. And I was like, ma'am, I, I can't get through that 
I was like, this is an articulating trailer with an extended tongue. I, I need articulating. I was like, I, I she so she moves a second cone. I said, you're really going to have to move all of these. When I make this turn, I'm going to take up every bit of this corner. And she goes, there were bigger trucks that came through here. And I only had to move two. And I said, yes, they were straight trucks that didn't have an articulating axle. I'm a professional driver, and I'm telling you, I'm going to run these over. She goes, I am not moving. Oh, I can't wait to hear the rest Did of this. Did she give you the finger when she said there has been? She, she gave me the little head thing you're doing right okay. now. I don't remember a finger. Lisa was there. She's my witness. You can, uh, Lisa, if she did a finger, let me know. Um, but she said... <laughs> Not the finger. <laughs> not the finger. A finger. I would remember the finger. So she goes, I am not moving all my cones for you. And I was like, okay. But I'm going to go now. And she's like, okay. And I ran over every one of her cones. No finger. <laughs> no, there was no finger. Okay. Yeah. I ran over every single one of her cones. I did not feel did bad about it for back? a second. You didn't even look back. Didn't right? even look back. I heard them being run over. <laughs> I just kept. <laughs> Were you laughing in the truck? Yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. definitely was laughing. Lisa, was he laughing? I he was laughing. I'm so glad he was here. You rolled up, you ran over those cones, you smirked, shrugged your shoulders, yeah. and said, oh, well. That is what you I did. I told her. <laughs> he was contemplating putting it in reverse. And how does he was like... <laughs> I missed one. <laughs> no, I was just, I, I just love, she goes, there were bigger trucks. You know, I'm like, you don't understand how articulation works. I'm pulling a trailer. So you called, just her, a straight you called truck. not intelligent is what I, made I, her upset. I mean, I wouldn't say that. You, you did, but I said, you don't understand this. I just told her, I said, I know where this trailer is going to be when I make this turn, and it's going to be in all those cones. And she goes, I am not moving all my cones for you. I said, okay. Ran them all over. So, I, I gotta say that was pretty mean of her to say that she's not gonna move the cones for him. Uh, was she pinned out or or local? She was uh, she was met Ed, but I think she was like uh, I told. I see. I told you. He said it. Yeah, not I laughing. Told her. He did smirk he did and say, smirk. "I told her." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my wife says he she did, yelled. He didn't laugh. <laughs> she he did door. smirk and say, "I told her." She yelled as we drove away. I don't remember her yelling. Because if, if you would have heard her yell, you would have stuck your hand out the window and said, "God bless." <laughs> So what about on the return trip? So I was what? Okay. So the plan was about 45 minutes later when we, after I'd cut my mom's grass and left, if she did not, I was planning, I was fully planning on her not moving the cones when she saw me coming back. I was just going to run them over again, (laughs) but she did. She moved them and she would not look at us. So um, she moved them all this time. Well, going out, it's easier. Going out, I only needed two gone. Okay, but I was coming in from the from uh, perpendicular. I like that. Hi, Lois. And I needed to make a turn to go onto her street. When I was leaving, I could go out straight. Wow, that makes sense. That is funny. So you let the truck lead. I did not need to articulate on the way out. So the truck was leading the articulating. That's the word of the. That's the word of the day. Articulate. So no, okay. So uh, I had asked you a question. Okay. No, does that make me a bad no, guy? No, not. no, because you you not. asked, and then you asked again, and you told her what was going to happen. You even advised her. Yeah, you advised her. You did. You covered all the bases. So. I advised on the articulation. Does yes. that make Dave a bad guy? Everybody no, who's absolutely not. I say no. I would like someone to say yes, so I can see where they're coming from. But I would say no. No, I'd like somebody to say yes too. And this called about an arti- articulating. So you didn't feel bad when you ran him over. 
trailer. No, I mean, I, I, I warned her. I told yeah, her what was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, what am I supposed to do? Not go to my mom's house? You're a good son. I am. I was willing to take out all those cones just That's to right. get to mom's house. Mm-hmm. All right. Does this make me a bad guy? Closing music. Sean singing. Tom plucks his nose hairs. AI. Tom uh, plucks his nose hairs. If... <laughs> Can, would I be, that's a topic. I love the fact that that's Would a topic. I be correct in assuming that all of you have painted a room at some point in your life? Mm-hmm. Attempted it, yes. yes Sean? Absolutely. I'm assuming. So let's just say that you've decided to paint your living room in your home, and you pick out the paint color, and you go to the store, and you buy the paint, and you move the furniture, and you start to paint. And you get three walls done. And you step back to look at the progress you've made. Are you saying to yourself, I only have one wall left? Or are you saying to yourself, look at the three walls that I just did. And I love this color and what's going on in this particular space right now. I'm saying I only have one wall left. Forget you, because (laughs) you don't paint. You know you don't paint. I've heard you announce in church you don't paint. Like, I'm not going to help paint. So... The, the guys who really matter. Hon- honest answer, fellas. Honest are you looking answer. back at the new color that you just painted and you're like, man, that is a nice color. I like what's going on in this room. Or are you just going, eh, I got one wall left. There's multiple. One, I'm looking at how well I painted it. Thank you. Two, I'm looking at I have one wall left. Or three, I'm looking at it as I have five walls left in case I need another coat. That's a good call. Yeah. So, so basically, no Sean. to your answer. After three, I just look at the, th- the fourth wall and say, man, that's a beautiful accent wall. <laughs> <laughs> because I am trying to figure out a way to convince you guys that it is better when you're at the gym, I, I working know, out I on know, the equipment, I know, I know, I why know. it is better to count up than count down. So, so it comes down because to... Because I like to look at what's been accomplished. It all comes down to goals. What, what is your main goal? If your goal is... My goal just, is to do as much as I possibly then, then can. Then yours makes sense. Yeah. Why would you put a countdown if you're trying to do more than what you can? Exactly. What yeah. I'm saying is if you do a countdown, you limit yourself. No, well, you, you limit are limiting yourself. yourself. Listen, if you do it as, as, as a warm-up to working out, right? When you were like, I want to warm up. I'm going to get on the treadmill for 15 minutes. Why would you butt. warm up to work out? You know. <laughs> Jeez, working out is hard enough. I, I just, don't want to warm up I for that. I just wrote a paper on, exact, on this exact thing. <laughs> you don't want to break anything. Yeah, my, my buddy, who's a, like a weightlifting expert, um, he was like, I was asking him how many sets to do. He was like, oh, well, like three or four sets of like 10 to 12 reps is, is good. Plus, of course, the two warm-up sets. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> warm-up sets. I'll just rip something. That's okay. I don't need a warm-up set. I'd rather just tear something. Just step outside. I'm warm. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm saying if you're going to maximize your potential and do everything you can possibly do, it is better to count up than count down. The big word in that sentence is what? If. Yes. Right, but even Ooh. if you're only going to do half no, an no, hour, no. if you're if you're just going to do half an hour in either example, I'd still rather count up because I want to look at back at what I accomplished. No, now you're just Re- trying. No, 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 no. I want to look at the walls that I just painted and say that is a beautiful masterpiece, rather than go, oh, I got all this work I got left to do. Let's talk about the garage doors. What about them? When you were painting the garage doors, yeah. What was the mentality there? I only have this much left, and you're like, wow, this looks really great. 
It was. I'm gonna he was stop at right the neighbors now. Like I'm doing theirs next, and I'm doing theirs after <laughs> that. I'm doing theirs after that. I'm gonna that. paint this whole neighborhood. I'm paint everybody's. I got house. extra black paint. I'm painting everything. <laughs> he stepped back and said, "I'm gonna stop right cars. now." Well, was that painting. was a little bit different scenario because I did it every morning while it was like 68 degrees, and when it was hot, I said, "All right, I'm, that's enough for today." <laughs> so I don't know which one that is. So here's an example you might understand. Oh, I might understand. So hang on, hang so, on, hang on. I'm trying to get all my intelligence lined and, up. For in this. the, in right, the app that I use to work out, in between reps, you have an app that works out for you. Yeah, it's okay. phenomenal. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those those, those <laughs> steps. I just put it on a dog and let them take my watch. <laughs> it's just you're laying in bed with the M and M's, and it's just kicking your le- it's kicking your legs. Uh, and uh, all right, go ahead. You app know, you work out and, with. And in between reps, when you put done and you and, and, and you uh, put what you did. The timer goes off letting you know your rest time in between. Okay. And it goes, if, if you got a 15-second rest time, it goes 15, 14. It doesn't go up. Right, but that's a rest time. That's yeah, not working that's out. a countdown. Well, right. That's so so that's what I'm saying. It all depends on what you're doing it. In your example, you're trying to see how far you are going. Therefore, your method makes sense. When I warm up and I'm going to do 15 seconds, 15 seconds on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> wait, That's wait. The question is, you have to warm up to do 15 seconds on the treadmill? Take That's four a, steps. That's good enough for me. It's a Freudian slip right there. Uh, excuse me. He's at the Y. Excuse me, trainer lady. Can you come over here? This machine's broken. It won't let me set it for 15 seconds. And she goes, That's okay. I'll count for you. Just go. <laughs> But then she counted up. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not, this is just going to be a, a forever argument or, or uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't see my point at all? He doesn't want to see <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I've tried it that way, and I, I don't. No, but, but you're trying to. I know, I see your point. I d- don't get me wrong. I see your point. He just doesn't care about your point. <laughs> I don't care about your point, first of all. That goes without saying, I think. So when you get on your on no, your I'm running machine, I, you just want to see how much, how, like how long you can run for. You got no, no, no. I do have this. a goal in mind. I have a goal of like half an hour, right? But I, if I say to myself, okay, if I say to myself um, that I'm going to do a half an hour of like really intense workout, when I got one minute, you know, in. I don't want to see how much left I have to go. I feel like if I if I got one minute in and my heart rate's up and I'm like, man, this is tough. I don't want to see that it says I got twenty mi- twenty nine minutes left why, to go. But isn't that why you watch TV or you have headphones on to keep you from looking at that? That's what I said last episode. Right, but if you're well, first of all, I think once you're, I, I do have a belief that once your heart rate goes over like one thirty eight, one forty, you can't watch TV. You got to listen to music because um, it's just. You can't be like 160 beats per minute running six-minute miles like watching TV. Like that just doesn't work. Okay. Apparently, we're going to have another discussion for next week. Can you watch TV while your like, heart's about to explode? So, I'm just saying it, I want to look at my accomplishment rather than this huge amount of time that I have left to go because then I start doubting whether or not I could do it. So you want to look at the past and not what's ahead of you? I, I usually – I usually that's good, man. You're good. I want to look at the accomplishment. Which is in the past. Do you look at your children and go, oh, that's in the past? Because I had them a long time ago? No, you looked at the accomplishment, what they've become. 
gotcha. No, you really didn't. You really didn't. No, I just want to go, hey, look, I did three minutes. Maybe I can get to five. And at five, you know, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Let's, let's, Let's look at other people's accomplishments and praise them. Let's lead in that direction. Yeah, Speaking of leading. I don't see your point. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, let's just, can we agree that I'm right and you're wrong? Okay, moving on. Wow. That one didn't work out too well for you today. <laughs> we can't all. Let me ask a question. Oh, oh boy. Gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let me ask a question, Tom. Go ahead, ask. How long did you work out today? Today? Yeah. I worked no, out I, for, was it, 32 and a half minutes. Really? Yeah. I did an hour and a half. Yeah. How's it working out for you? Well, what, what, hour and a, what did you do in an hour and a half? Did I, and I'll tell you what I did in 32 and a half minutes. Back, Ooh. chest, shoulders, abs. Okay, you beat I me. I think that's it. You beat me. I picked up things and put them down. You, I pick them up and put them down. I, I had to empty a room. Took a half hour. <laughs> that's not working out. That's what the watch yeah. said. You've been working out for it. You told me. <laughs> it was funny. I went home and cooked, and it was like, you're done cycling. I'm like, I was making rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your cycling is done. Cheating, I'm like, I was making rice. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to give me credit for it, that's fine. I I'm see good with that. people sitting there like this. Like, man, what's wrong? Did your arm fall asleep? No, I'm getting my steps. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. You're doing it the wrong way. You just go to Lowe's or Home Depot. But, yo, can you throw this in the paint mixer for a couple minutes? <laughs> 30 seconds. You are done. 25,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> and when the watch comes out, you go, whew. <laughs> Have you ever been involved in one of those uh, those uh, um, challenges, the step challenges? I, I never have. My brother used to do them all the time with his friends, the step no. to see no. get the most steps. And what he would do, oh. he's crazy, uh, but he was le- like legit honest. He would wait until like midnight, till everybody who was in the challenge went to bed, and then he'd see where he was at. Like say he had eight thousand and the other person had fourteen thousand. They went to bed thinking they they smoked them. He'd wake up, or maybe you know it was eleven o'clock or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, 12 o'clock yeah, twelve o'clock would be the cutoff. So yeah. maybe it was ten o'clock. He was doing it. Either way, he was waiting until they went to like bed, and then he would just go run on the treadmill for like two hours. And they'd wake up in the next morning and, and see they had fourteen thousand. He's got thirty thousand. So, anyways, that's not cheating though. He's it's actually putting the work in. No, it's just gamesmanship. Yeah, but they were doing it for money. Like they, it strategy. was like a money pool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't go to sleep in those kind of uh, kind of games. You gotta right? stay up. We should do that. We should do a money pool for maybe it'll work. Actually, I probably can't say that on here. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Yep. Moving right along. Yep. 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 You want to do never have I ever? Or you want to get into something? Yeah. No. Let's do that. Let's do it real quick and then. Uh, All right. Never have I ever. Gotta get that district license. <laughs> <laughs> never have I ever counted up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> never have I ever missed a flight. Never. I never missed a flight. I have purposely. You purposely missed a flight? Yeah. Why? I'm not getting into that story. No, here. you're getting into that no. story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not getting into that story, but I will tell you guys off air. Uh, okay, we're off air. What's going on? No. Nah. I, I guess I, 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 there's nothing to hide. I, it was because I wanted to, to continue to see a girl at the state I was in. And I knew that if I missed a flight, they would fly me for free the next day anyway. I'm, gu- I'm guessing Betty didn't know about this. No, I just feel weird talking about past relationships. Oh, okay. Because you respect the one you're in. I respect I like the one that. I'm in. Yeah. Like Sean? That. No, I've only flown once. So. What? What? To, to where? From where Puerto to where? Puerto Rico. From Philly to Puerto Rico and back. So, so you, flew twice. you flew twice. Twice. You're already lying about yeah. it. Well, round trip <laughs> one time. I consider that one 
That's one trip. round trip. That's not one flight. That's Man, I, really? That's it? Yep, I've only been on a plane. Are you, do you, are you scared to fly? No, I just I wasn't on a plane until I I've was really driven. in my. I think I was in my twenties before Same I was in. Here. A, I was in my th- maybe maybe late teens before I was ever on 20s a plane. Twenties here. I was. No. Uh, I think I was like thirty. I'm curious about this one. Never have I ever ridden a motorcycle. Obviously, I know I have. I want to know if you guys have. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, right it right into the grass and I fell. Did but you yeah. really? You put yeah. one down. My uh, my dad's. Quads count. But yeah, I've ridden a motorcycle. Let's just do motorcycle for now. No. Quad? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I have. What? Motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want a motorcycle. Everybody tells me no. Yeah, I'm not getting one. <coughs> Do you have a motorcycle, Dave? Your mom's watching. Yeah, I have a motorcycle. Cool. I've never crashed one, though. Yeah. No, I will someday. Everybody does someday. But I just haven't yet. Uh, never have I ever lost a bet. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm pretty sure I lost a bet. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. I've lost plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever. I just love the way you said that. I've lost plenty. I've lost six today. Not today. Uh, never have I ever gotten lost in a foreign country. Never been to a foreign country, so nope. I'm with Sean. You've never been to Jersey? Where everything is. No, legal? I try to drive through as fast as possible. Yeah. Hold my Don't breath, get lost in hold Jersey. Hold my breath for the 30 minute ride all the way through Jersey. Have you ever gotten lost? Let me ask you this question. Have I've you ever gotten lost in a foreign country, first I ha- of all? I, have, I guess Canada's a foreign I, country. Yeah. Have I? I don't think I have gotten lost, no. A drunken wonder, maybe. No. <laughs> I have a question that's not on the list. Have you ever gotten lost in the woods? I went out for a hike once when I was a teenager, and I got lost. That was one of the scariest that things is, that's ever happened. That is one of the scariest things. I, I, I could not. I'm not I've never been, a, never been a Boy Scout. I don't know. To follow what star to what, like all I know is from like slavery time. The moss grows on the one side of the tree, and I'm like, all right, so it's weird. I, w- I don't want to get lost in the woods. I'll, you'll never find. I got me. lost in the ocean. Get, I get eaten by. You got lost in the ocean. Yeah. You could. Remember, I told you the story about you, how Claire had to save my life in Puerto Rico. I mean, it sounds funny enough. It was three feet, Tom. <laughs> it was the shallow <laughs> end of the pool. It was the shallow end of the pool at the hotel. That was that was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. You did, couldn't see the shore, or no? What? I couldn't see. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so really? we were Ooh, we were uh, we there, were right? out for a good, you know swimming around this and that. And uh, I do remember the story. We uh, I, I turned around and I, I, I started doing a three sixty, and I didn't see the land at all because you know the water starts going like right, this, yeah. and I'm like, oh. And then finally we see it way yonder, and I tell my wife, I'm like, baby. We got, we got to start swimming. So I'm swimming, I'm swimming, but I'm not moving. Because your floaties were holding you back? My, <laughs> water wings. So my wife's like, grab onto my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Claire. Yep, I remember that. She you literally were. took me in. <laughs> and then when I, of course, when I was far enough that I can reach, I'm like, baby, stop. I got this. <laughs> She's like, no, let me grab you. She picked him up and just carried him. <laughs> the theme from Baywatch in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Slow motion. Uh, it's pretty much. It's just uh, pretty much. She was your tugboat. She goes, uh, we were we were at the Y the other day. She's like, I'm gonna go do laps. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. In case you gotta save my life again. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go do laps. And Tom's just <laughs> holding under her ankle. <laughs> what she's doing? Tom's over there I'll tell you though, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Steps. It wasn't easy holding onto her ankle because it was going like this. So I'm like, <laughs> so she basically swam with one leg and one leg dragging yeah. him along. Wait, and did you hear what he that's, just said? That's what I realized. He said it wasn't easy holding onto her ankle. <laughs> Not caring at all about what it was like to have him, ho- like, 
to be Claire in that situation, have him hold on to her. I thought he was going to say it wasn't easy for her to swim with me holding on to her ankle. No, he's no she's a strong swimmer. She actually let off for a little bit because she thought I was struggling like, to just use up her body. It's like a dolphin. She's just popping waves. <laughs> But, some out of flipper. So not a country, but I was lost in the ocean. Ah, uh, that's funny. So she led you to shore. She led me to shore. She saved my life that day. I once, I was working at the church camp when I was a teenager, and I went out for a, um, just wanted to enjoy nature and go for a, a hike, smoke a cigarette. Um, and I got lost. Good. I went out pretty deep in the woods. I was like, I don't want the smell to carry, you know. And then I got lost. And took me about two and a half hours to wow. find. Yeah, it was it was getting dark, too. It was getting dark. Wow. Yeah. The woods it's funny. When we were at the men's retreat. Um, Sorry, Mom. The pastor piece, like, go and by yourself for a little bit and kind of. And, and, and when you come out of the house, there's that hill that goes up. So I went up there and I started walking. And at one point, I'm like, yeah, I better not do this because I'm going to get lost. And I turned back around and came down. But Claire would have helped you. But she wasn't she there. She it was you, the men's retreat. We know you have a panic button. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just have one on your key fob. You just hit the panic button and she shows up. Hold on to my leg. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> so the vine drops and she swings down through like Tarzan. <laughs> All right. Tom just grabs her ankles and swings out. A couple more. Uh, never have I ever bribed someone. I'm pretty sure I have. I'm pretty sure I, I have. think I did for the first time in the last few months. Lisa, you, bribe, you bribe your kids all the time. Okay, uh, another, you know, adult. Have you I ever, know, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. We, Lisa and I went to a restaurant, and they were like, there's a four-hour wait. And I was like, there's 40 bucks in it for you. If, like, they were like, well, give, it, give us your number. We'll call you in a couple hours. I was like, there's 40 bucks in it for you if you find a table. And we got a call a couple minutes later. It's like, hey, we found a table for you. It wasn't next to the bathroom, was it? No, it was a pretty nice table. Cool. They knew you were coming. Nothing? Huh? Nope. Yeah, I'm really. Sure, I'm sure <laughs> they I'm had the table somewhere. anyway. They just wanted to see if they could make some cash. Oh, that panic button is called Wife Alert. Got yeah, you. Tom with Life Alert. Except, yeah, Life Alerts for seniors, Wife Alerts for Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your laptop's about to die. Oh, no. <laughs> you might want to plug in your PC. Yeah, I probably should have thought about that earlier. Um, right, you got two more. All right. Never have I ever been on a yacht. I've never been on a yacht. Me neither. I think Sean, the way he's looking right now, yeah, I think yeah, Sean yeah. has stolen a yacht. <laughs> I think Sean stolen has, I from think Sean some has, yachts. <laughs> I think Sean has jumped off a yacht. We, uh, in the neighborhood I grew up in, it was this dirt poor little neighborhood. How? And they and had yachts. yachts. They had yachts. Well, that's wild because yeah. well, some people had bigger yachts than others. Oh, the oh, ones okay. that had small end, yachts were broke. End of our na- at the end of our neighborhood, there was this huge like five star restaurant with a yacht club attached to it for people who. You know, did things illegally. And um, so at night, when they would all put their yachts and stuff in for the night, we would go around, climb through this back fence, get on the things, run down, and we'd go in their boats and steal all their beers and stuff while they were all passed out and stuff like that. And then we would take off. You were a nice boy. And for those who are listening and watching, we do not endorse breaking onto yachts and stealing things. The cool thing about that is where God can bring you in life from that. That's cool. I'm on a boat. That's your transition? No, nah, transition has nothing to do with that, but okay. we got one more. Pete bribed a Cambodian immigration officer. Whoa, what's this? I bribed a Cambodian immigration to let me into the country. Ran out of pages in my passport. $20 was, wasn't enough. Wasn't much. 
Cost twenty bucks to get into a country. Bucks? Pastor Peter bribed a Cambodian Cambodian immigration. He just read it. Yeah, but he, <laughs> but he didn't say who it was. He did. Yes, I did. Whatever. Okay. Dot dot dot. I missed the dot dot dots. Yeah, the dot dot dots. Ellipses. Yeah. How many does it have to be for it to be ellipses? Three. Three. My guy. <laughs> My guy. Never have I ever used someone else's toothbrush. That's disgusting. I have accidentally. Sorry, son. I'll get you a nope. new one. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Uh, Lisa's a couple times by accident. I have sh- I have shared my toothbrush with my wife. You shared it. She forgot hers when we went out, went away the last time, and she used my toothbrush till the next day till we went out and bought hers. And then I used it again. What after a guy. She used it. What a guy. Would you have let her use your toothbrush if she hadn't saved your life? Yes. Wow. You really are something special. I love that woman. Have you ever used somebody else's toothbrush to clean the toilet and then not told them? No. I've wanted yep. to. I've wanted to. Also. Absolutely. You have? Absolutely? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Cleaned a whole whole camp bathroom full of toilets with somebody's toothbrush and then put it back in their bag. Absolutely. So I guess the question would be, and you don't have to answer this question, is what did they do to you that you did that? He never even met him. Nothing. Yeah, it just <laughs> didn't like him. It's like... No, it was um, in, when I was in camp. Uh, was it Pastor Peter? Christian camp as a kid. All this stuff uh, with kids happen. You kids. Um, <laughs> have fun at camp. So we had like this thing, and it was like, I was big into Star Wars, still am. And um, it was like Star Wars night, and they had like games. You could win like the Star Wars action figures. And I got like four copies of each action figure that night. And he stole a copy, uh, one of each out of my bag. So, so you have four. You have four of listen, each. That's not the point. <laughs> they were wait, mine. Wait, listen. If he had asked, I'd have given him. Wow. I, I don't care. It's the fact that he stole them. I don't care how many you had. If he stole it, that's wrong. My only question is, what? I'm surprised that Sean didn't clean the bathroom with the toothbrush and then turn the toothbrush into a shank. Like, <laughs> just cleaned cleaned all ten toilets. <laughs> so did you watch him the next day brush his teeth? Oh uh, no, I'd have thrown it. <laughs> but I know he did. <laughs> I saw him walk in with it. So I know he used it. So I went to sleep with all his action figures uh, laying next to him on the pillow. Good night, Han Solo. Good night, Chewie. Good night, Chewie. Good night, Chewie. Good night, Chewie. Exactly. I lost one. <laughs> I lost the other one to the dark side. Watched him watch him and brush his teeth. Uh, you great. know, the cool thing, though, right, is that for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. Amen. Sean. Amen. He did this not because we deserved it, Sean, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And that's our topic for today. You know, there's, you know, you don't necessarily have to be called to preach to be called. We are all called. And a lot of times we just come up with excuses of, oh, God won't call me. Why would God call me? And, And in reality, we are all called. We're all his children. We are all called. To, to, to spread his word, to spread the gospel, to live Christian lives, to live a holy life, you know. And that's the topic that we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of get personal with it and, and, and apply it to our own lives on, on what God is currently calling us to do at this present moment in our lives. Yeah, what God is doing in our lives yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So, Sean, you want to start it? Because you usually end it. This was Sean's topic. This was Sean's so- topic. Yeah, I thought this was important for us to share with other folks because I think sometimes people don't realize, you know, how big or how small 
God is doing something in your life, it's, it's extremely important because it leads to where you're headed. And I'm kind of glad we had that topic about the, the Star Wars figures and stuff because that's not where I am today. I mean, I probably would still have so much stolen my Star Wars Amen. figures. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't trust you with my toothbrush. Well, that's, I don't, you know. I'm glad you're not going to camp. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we did have the men's retreat, so you never know. Uh, like yeah, but I didn't brush my teeth. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> Ooh. It's kind of harder with a water pick. Like it's <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes, and again, we, we've had this conversation a hundred times, like, everybody looks for the, the water to wine, the raising of Lazarus miracles, and yeah. God will do little things every day, and he's calling you every day, yep. and the Spirit is steering you every day. And for, like, me right now, um, I'm in a place where I never thought I would be. I'm in a, you know, I'm doing discipleship, which is something in, in my past, like, you know, when I first started taking on my ministry call and everything, I, I was like, okay, well, I think I'll be in youth ministry, or I'll just be an associate pastor somewhere, I'll be a senior pastor somewhere, but to actually do, like, discipleship and have, like, plan classes towards that and teach membership and bring people in and help people on that journey, I just never saw myself doing that. And now I can't see myself not doing that. Hmm. Um, which is really important. I mean, making disciples is what we're supposed to do. Not that I wouldn't do that, but like focusing on that and making that my main thing. And I think, you know, I know that's where God has called me. That's where the Spirit has led me. You know, and I have I have quite a few plans, you know, things I want to do here, um, you know, and outside of these walls um, in that area. So I have a lot of things that I plan to bring uh, come spring. I'm going to take some time in the summer to really flesh out some stuff and write some stuff, get some stuff on paper, make sure everything, everybody looks, you know, everybody's okay with what I'm trying to do, uh, and heading in that direction. Then, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I've been, uh, I've been struggling the last couple of months or so, um, and I tried to ignore it, and I tried to put it behind me, and I tried to just pass on it and just act like nothing was going on, and... Um, and I couldn't because the spirit was like just on me, like, stop. This, you can't go where I'm calling. I can't, you can't go where you're being led if you don't deal with these things that are on the side or in behind. And, um, you know, so trying to get past some of these, you know, past hurts and past traumas and stuff and, and really moving forward, like, um, you know, I think it's important that people see that and know that God's in that, in all of that. Yeah. Like you're not meant to be home and depressed and miserable and, and worrying about something that happened 20, 30, Jeez. 10 years ago, right. six months ago. You're not supposed to worry about that. You need to move on. And, you know, trying to, you know, some of the stuff I thought when I became a Christian, I had some experiences that thought made me think I had dealt with some of that stuff. Like God had, had, God had just taken it. It's done. I'm Christian. Like he's, he's, he took it. We're over. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes God still wants you to work on, <laughs> like, yep. and I just try. I, I just think I packed it up and put it in a suitcase and put it in the back of the closet and said, "Okay, God's done. You know, here you go." And He was like, "No, son, that's that's you know, you need to do. You need to take ownership and understand that and get through that." And I put it off for way too long. So that He's really brought me into a season of um, growth uh, spiritually and you know personally. Um, <clears throat> You know, making myself more open and available to people, more <coughs> vulnerable, uh, which is not easy for me. That's a huge uh, way out of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, realizing it's okay to let people in. It's okay to commit to something and be, you know, and let people be committed to you. Like, not, like, I've, I'll be honest, it's, it's been a fear of mine. 
and I've talked we've talked about this when you know way back when I tried to, to leave way back in the beginning like you shouldn't be afraid to let people care about you and you know that's it's still something I struggle with to this day it's very hard for me to let people in and let people like when you know people are like hey man you know just thinking about you I'm like oh yeah thanks like why the hell did they call me like why, <laughs> why are they wasting their time calling and that's a terrible thought and a terrible <laughs> attitude to have sometimes um but it's important it really is so those are some of the things I'm work you know trying to work through and work with them right now and I just feel like that's something we need to share with people. People need to know it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have issues. It's okay to work through your issues. It's, what's not okay just is sitting it. at home to ignore it, yeah. and acting like it's not an issue right? and not following because the Spirit has been on me the whole time. He's been calling. Like Tom said, he's been calling, but I've been keep going, eh, not today. Nope, not today. Nope, mm. not today. Yeah. So we can't get to where God is. He's trying to bring us. We can't get the blessings he has prepared for us if we aren't willing to get past the things that he did were intended to be in our lives to begin with. All those things were never something that I should have had to live with or, or I should be living with. That's one of those things that we do to ourselves. I don't know if it's a self-punishment thing, if it's just, it's just human nature in general. But, you know, it's just those things like knowing it's okay to listen to what the Spirit is saying and trusting that where your head is exactly where God had intended for you. And he has so many more things. I just, the last couple of weeks have just been confirmation and affirmation after confirmation. Yeah, I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah, because it's, it's, that's the cool thing about it is that it, the, the Holy Spirit will let you know if he'll give you different things to, to affirm that that's the calling. Or he'll give you different things to say, okay, I'm glad, I'm happy you said yes, but that's not my calling for you, right? And, and, and first, I want to open up again with, with this verse because we all have the calling. And it's 1 Corinthians 7, 17. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them. Just as God has called them, this is the rule I laid down in all of the churches. And, and for me, it was interesting because I was never, I really didn't, have, didn't like kids at all. And, and I never, I'll never forget about five months ago, an email came through through the district, and it said, kids retreat. And, and I'm not the type of person that says God spoke to me, right? So, but I always use the words, God put it in my heart right there. You should sign up for this. And I remember thinking that makes no sense. But I was also in a season where I promised I would say yes to anything that the Lord put in my heart. No matter what it was, I was going to say yes to whatever the Lord put in my heart. And I am still in that season. And actually, it's a season that is good to be on forever, really, right? Because he'll let you know if you say yes and you weren't supposed to say yes. And I'll get to that in two seconds. But I remember saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for this. And I signed up. And uh, I went on the retreat. And, and the beautiful thing was, first of all, I had a great time there. I met some really good people that I still keep in touch with now. But the aftermath was the affirmation. When I hear from other pastors in other churches, hey, the kids are still talking about you, about the impact that you made in their lives when you were there, right? So that was affirmation. I'm like, wow, I don't know why, the, the, why God is calling me to be with kids, right? So then a couple months later, all the camps started coming up, teen camp, family camp, kids camp. So I said yes to all of them, right? So I was going to go to teen camp, then family camp, and then kids camp. And uh, I talked to Pastor Pete about it. And I signed up for all of them. And then the Lord started putting things in my heart as, I didn't tell you to go to teen camp. That wasn't my calling for you is to go to teen camp. And things came up that were kind of contradicting me going to teen camp. I, I had school. 
and it was going to be really hard to get my school in during kids camp, uh, teen camp. Uh, there's that event on Wednesdays here for the library. I would have been, I would have been missed just another one of those. And there was other factors that I started thinking. I'm like, I, I really, I can't do that. And that was God saying, hey, listen, it's okay that you said yes, but we got to remember, right, it's that our primary calling as the followers of Christ is by him, to him, and for him, right? The calling is for him. It's not for us. For me, teen camp, I heard how much fun that was going to be, right? So it was easy to sign up for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. But it's not necessarily about always having a good time. It's about really trying to listen to what God is trying to put in your heart and what God is telling you to do, right? What, what Sean was saying is that I, there's a lot of Christians out there that are waiting for the call, right? And, and they're looking for this, like, signal of, hey, this is what I want you to do. And, and a lot of looking for the bright light yeah, in the sky. Yeah, the it's, bright lights in the sky. But some, it's... A note passed across, you know. Yeah. I need help. And you ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. What's that from? I just read the whole quote. That's good. I like I, that. I don't know. I found it. I, I, I didn't. Our primary calling as believers of Christ is our primary calling as followers of Christ by him, to him, and for him. First and foremost, we are called to someone, God, not to something, such as motherhood, politics, teaching, or to somewhere, such as inner city or outer Mongolia. Our secondary calling, considering who God is as sovereign, is that everyone, everywhere, and in everything we should think, speak, live, and act entirely for him. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to figure out where that's from. Anyway. But uh, so, so, so the affirmation comes in. So tomorrow I'm going on a field trip with the Front Step Kids. They called for me to, be, um, to drive them down to a field trip. So that's God still bringing the kids into my life, right? It's not like I'm getting calls for the teenagers to come into my life right at this season in my life right but god will he'll give you the affirmation that you're looking for to say yes you're in the right path this is exactly what i want you to do i remember early on in my school career the mb uh nazarene bible college um i got the i got the call i got my sanctification moment I got the calling to preach. The first, the first one, I had the calling to preach a while ago, but I got, but he called me again to preach. First call I made was to him. I talked to Sean about it, and he told me exactly the steps to take to continue. You know, you got to get your local license. You got to enroll in school. And, and I enrolled in school, and um, my first class, I had 100 through the first four weeks, and then I got sick to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed sick to the point where I couldn't even open up a laptop. It was that bad, right? And, and I ended up having to withdraw from that class. And then from the first year, I was just dilly-dallying with school, dilly-dallying with school. I'm not saying that was God's calling in my life necessarily, but, but now it's interesting the way it's working out because now I'm doing it next to my life partner. <clears throat> We're going through the school together. We're going through the calling together. He's holding and, on to her ankle. And uh, I'm holding on to my <laughs> wife's ankle. As she writes and the paper. She's like, <laughs> honey, can you fill this in for me? <laughs> That's but, cool, though. But, yeah. uh, but it's interesting because I look back, and I just – I wasn't – I knew that I had to do the schooling, but, but I just – it was crazy things. Like the next, So then I had to drop out of that class. And then I re-signed for the same class, and, and, and uh, the pandemic hit. I had to close my ice cream shop up, which I thought I would have more time to close – to the landlord's like, you got to be out of there in the next two weeks. And I'm like, how am I going to do school? And, you know, it just things kept coming up, keep seeing things coming up. And, and I believe that was God saying, it's not your time right now, but this is definitely something that I want you to do. He kept it in my heart. It wasn't like, oh, I'm like, you know, he kept it in my heart. And now, honestly, every single class I have taken, I've aced, <clears> you know, because 
it's the right time for me. It's I'm in the right season. I feel great about it. I, I, I figured out a, a pattern, and I'm blessed to be in ministry, so I'm able to do some of it here as well. Yep. See, I like like you know your season. Like you know when you know when when you're calling and you're called to do things like me. I like when I thought about this topic. I'm just like being led to, and it's just a question mark. Um, like Sean was saying, like. <clears throat> There's so many things going on. Like you got your, you, you step in and you're like, all right, I want to help in this ministry. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. This is what I, this is what I feel I should be doing. But is it what God is telling me to do? Like, like you said, like the getting past past traumas, hard, very hard to do. Yeah. Um, um, like blocking, you know, like, like kind of feeling like, you know what, is God telling me to do this? Or is this me telling me to do this? And if it's God, why am I blocking it? Why am I not just just diving in head first? So I feel like not only do I want to be led, but I also want to lead. But I don't know what season. I don't know what topic. I don't know what setting. I don't even know if I'm in the right town for it. You know, I we do we do ministries like we do the basketball ministries, we do stuff like that. And I thought about this more and more Sunday because again, usually after church, we leave. Some of us. Some of us. After church, some of us go home. But Sunday it was like church was over, then I, then we helped cook. That was fun. Then then we helped bring stuff off the off the off the stage. And then, we, like, everything that had to do with being in the church Sunday, I just felt like my spirit was being fulfilled. Just being there, like, I was emotional. You told me that at the end of the night. You I said, was emotional, yep. and I just felt like that's where I needed yeah. to be. But outside of church, there's so many things pulling me in other directions that it's like, if I just stay here, I'll have this feeling <laughs> And it'll feel good, but I have to go outside these doors. Let me say something to you, and I'll, I'll make it quick because I know that he still has to talk. Um, first, prayer is the answer to everything, right? Uh, I, I believe that when people are struggling with whatever they feel, because we're all called to be believers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but to further that, the calling, right? What, what am I going to do for ministry, right? I believe that prayer is the answer. And by that I say, are you praying daily and asking that specific question daily? One of the things that I learned in one of the camps that I went to, and I do it every day, part of my prayer in the morning is I ask God, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today for you, today? I, I don't worry about the long term anymore. I say, God, today in this next 24 hours before I go to sleep, what is it that you want me to do? Let me live my life according to your will for me, for you today. And, and, I, and I find that that prayer has really helped me out a lot in finding my call on a daily basis. Because finding your call on a daily basis leads to your long-term calling. And I have a problem with doing that. Instead yeah. of planning out, I'll try and plan out for a month and you're a half trying to, you're, you're trying to, yeah, you're, tr you're trying to find a calling of like, am I going to be a preacher? Am I going to be a kids minister? Don't worry about that. Call, ask God, pray to God, say, God, what is it that you want me to do today? What does your calling look like today? And once you start making that prayer on a daily basis, things open up. I'm smirking because you said preacher, because that's what you keep saying. <laughs> well, <go ahead. laughs> 
Oh, is it my turn? Well, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. All right, cool. Let's just end. No, I just wanted to make a couple quick points. Actually, a couple of them were uh, things that Pastor Pete said uh, on Sunday. Remember, I turned to Elijah. I was yeah. like, this and is I, good stuff for the take, podcast. I did take notes. I just take notes. Um, one of the things that he said is everything that happens to me happened with God's permission. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, obviously I've heard things like that before, but it's it's nice and refreshing to hear it every once in a while that, you know, you think you're having a bad day or that other things are happening to you and why is this happening to me? And you just go like, it happened with God's permission. God wants to teach me something through this, whether it's a little thing or a big thing. He wants to teach me something through this. Um, one of the things that I've been doing lately is um, is I've been trying to read the Bible with a spirit of conviction. Um, I think we, um, maybe it's an American thing, maybe it's a first world thing, maybe it's a you know a millennial thing, but uh, I tend to read the Bible um, or I think we as a culture tend to read the Bible um, and always put ourselves in the good guy role, you know, as the, as the chosen people, as the whatever. Um, but if you read the Bible and, and like, um, understand that the reason, you, one of the reasons that the Holy Spirit is with us is to convict us and help us grow, right? We weren't, we weren't led, like that, that, that quote says, we were led to God. We weren't led to this place to stay forever, you know, we were led to God, and I th- really think that relationship with a God is a journey. Uh, with God is a journey that we are on. And when we ever get to the point where we say, I'm content, I've arrived, you've probably fallen off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the only reason you're not moving is because he kept going and you're sitting still, you know? Like, so that's one of the things is, like, to try to read the Bible with a sense of conviction, not of guilt, but conviction. Hey, you know, Holy Spirit, what do you want to teach me in this? Uh, so that's one thing. And the other thing that I'm kind of in a season of my life right now is realizing that I, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, business person, you always have this uh, idea that when problems come up, you're going to solve them. Um, you know, you, you learn to do that in the business world, and then you start to think that in all aspects of your life as of, you know, um, I, I have to come up with a solution to this. And I think the one thing that God's teaching me now is that um, I don't need to have this. Like, I don't got this. And that's okay. Because God does, you know, um, even with the school shootings and stuff that we were just talking about, you know, like we have to come up with a solution to this. Like, okay, we can try to get better at it, you know, but truthfully, at the end of the day, it is God's place to handle, you know, um, God's role. We don't have to have every situation. We just need to be with him in every situation. Make sure that we're not running away. Make sure that we're not leading a false with a false spirit, you know. But realizing that God's got it, uh, but anyway, it's the the it's you brought up Pastor Pete's sermon. the uh, The one thing that he said that really touched me was, uh, you know, when there's a lot of problems going on in your life, that means that God has a lot of confidence in you to handle those problems. Yeah, that yeah. touched me big time. Yeah. And you know, when he said, "If there's nothing going on in your life, you might want to question a couple <laughs> things." <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I, I would say, like, I turned to Elijah because we were hanging out. Uh, we were, I'm sorry, we were greeters yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Not, we weren't hanging out yeah. during the sermon. I wouldn't. We wouldn't. Security. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I said, I said, yeah. Like, I agree with that sentiment, like 98. percent But there is a chance because- that, that if there's a lot of problems in your life. It means that you're not going along with what God wanted, and you're creating a lot of problems. That's like we all know, these people are like full yeah. of drama, and you're just like, why don't you stop being stupid for like five minutes, and maybe you won't be full of drama. It was, it was either you or it was Pastor Pete. One of you, one of you, I think it was you. You said um, 
Like, isn't there a fine line? That's what I said. Just living the way you want. Yeah, I said if you're just living for yourself. Like, if you are living for God and you have a lot of issues in your life, then yes, God has a lot of faith in you to, like, you know, and, and he's teaching you a lot of stuff and you should be in that moment. But if you're just living for yourself, making a bunch of bad decisions, <laughs> like, you know, like running up credit card debt and then be like, why do these bills show up? God must be testing me. That's not what he meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I know that's not what he meant, yeah. but I was like, I hope. <laughs> Anyways, but um, I tell you, and I said it before, I'll say it again. It's a wonderful time uh, to be in the life of this church. And I'm not involved in everything. I'm not involved in like even 20% of what's going on here, but um, it's a, a pretty cool time just to be in the spirit in this church um, and just like, you know, being willing, being willing to move is a pretty cool thing to be going on in yeah. this church. Yeah. So if you don't have a church, come join us. Is that me? Yeah. Sure. All right. So the moral of the story is don't be like the lady with the cones. Don't block God's message. Wow. Open your ears. Open your ears and wow. listen. Okay. That was a good That transition. was really that good. Was nice. That was a master class. So, <laughs> God ruined it. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. But I did read a verse. I did see a verse that I like. And for some reason, Psalms always has some really good stuff. And it's not really long, and they get right to the point. So, Psalms 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let hmm. your good spirit lead me on level ground. Wow. And I read that, and it was based on, you know, like we said, I'm stepping all over the place, and I don't know which way to go, but just lead me to level ground so I can lead everybody else to where. That could, that could literally be your prayer in the mornings. That's a great, that a great one. scripture, brother. Great scripture. You know what? I'm going to leave on top. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Episode 104. 104. We love you all. We hope to see you back next week, and God bless. God Sean. bless you. Sean, pray for the uh, field trip tomorrow. Field trip. Yeah. Right. Father Just, God. Man, I am just so thankful. We are so thankful. You've led us to a place yeah. where we get to come hang out be our goofy selves, have fun, and do it all for you, Lord. And every week you bring us back. So we just thank you for that, Father. Uh, Father, tonight we want to pray for our sister Lois. Uh, she returned home today. Uh, her, continue, her health would continue to improve, and we'd have her with us on Sunday mornings um, for strength, Lord, because uh, <laughs> some days we need it. Yeah. Uh, some days we need it more than others, and some days we need a whole lot of it. And sometimes we just need a little bit of it. But, Lord, give us the strength to get through each day. Uh, give us enough to get through each day. Not more than enough, not less than enough, but just enough that you know that we need to get through each day. Uh, for Elisa and Marissa, uh, Father, you know their situation, you know what they're going through. Be with them through all that for healing. Um, for uh, Jason in the ICU and his children, Lord, be with them. Uh, whatever the situation is, whatever the guide the doctors, uh, help them figure out what's going on, uh, get him healthy and home to his children, uh, and let them understand that you are in that. Help his kids to understand that you are in that. You're with them. You were with him. You were with them through all of that situation, Lord. Uh, for Jackie and her second opinion uh, with her nutrition and uh, pain concerns, uh, Father, be with Jackie. Uh, she's been fighting. She's so 
so good to serve it for you, Lord. Uh, she loves you so much, Father. So help them find the answers that she needs to continue in her life, Lord. Uh, for unspokens, um, Lord, you know what they are. You hear them. You know their hearts. Uh, let us raise them up to you in this moment, Father. Uh, for Shane, for guidance. Uh, I think we could all use a little guidance, Lord. That's why we're here tonight. That's what we're talking about. But, Lord, especially for our brother Shane, give him the guidance he needs for whatever situation he's facing. Help him see the wisdom in it. Help him see the knowledge in it. Help him see the right path to take that would glorify you, Father. Uh, for the field trip with Front Step and Pastor Tom, let everybody be safe. Let it be knowledgeable. Let them learn something. Um, and let them all get home safe, Lord, uh, so they can all continue to serve you. Father... Every day, we wake up and we have an opportunity to make a decision. We can run on our power and our understanding, or we can put our trust in you and accept your power and your understanding. That's right. So, Lord, help us remember every morning to step in to our day with you. Because if we try and do it on our own, there's no way we're going to accomplish anything that we have planned, let alone what you have planned. Because, Father, without you right there beside us in every single moment, there is nothing that we are going to do that's going to glorify you, better our lives, grow us spiritually, grow us physically, grow us emotionally, grow us in our relationships, grow us in our families. We can't do that without you, Lord. So help us every day. Just speak a little word to all of us every day, Lord. Just what you have for today tomorrow's not promised and we can't go back to yesterday so father just let us know what you want for today because what we need to do today what you have planned for today will continue into tomorrow into next week into a lifetime of service to others to glorify you so father just give us a little guidance every morning let us Wake up, not on the wrong side of the bed. And even if we do get up on the wrong side of the bed, it'll sort of step into the path that you are standing on. No matter what our attitude is, because there's going to be bad days. And there are going to be amazing days. And there's going to be everything in between. But no matter what the situation, Lord, remind us to walk the path with you. Not the path of our own understanding but the path that leads us straight home to you. Father, we ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So um, remember, life is a journey, and we're going through it together. And some days you're the one swimming, and some days you're the one holding on to the ankle of the person. There swimming. it is. There it is. There it is. So. There it is. <laughs> anyway. That was a good episode. I, I enjoyed fun. that. I, I think we should that. do another one. Yeah, let's think? do it. Right now. Go Let's ahead. Right What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of your favorite podcast. This is episode 105. It's favorite. Yeah. The All right, whatever. We'll do this next week. Yeah, we're not ready. God bless, guys. <laughs> Love See you. Take care. Love you. Week. Zinger Bye. to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What a fun time. What a fun time. Should we just freeze like? Yeah, it's not we're showing on the It's not? Oh, no. We're off here? No, we're still on here. Yeah. 
So they said not to point out the fact that we're having technical difficulties when we're having technical difficulties. Right. 